from Quoted Studios, this is Blank on Blank, distributed by PRX, the public radio exchange. I'm David Gerlach. In this week's episode, we have a conversation with a true storyteller, the humorist Garrison Keillor. This was recorded in front of a live audience back in November of 1994. And on stage that night was Garrison Keillor, the host of A Prairie Home Companion, and George Plimpton, the famed editor of the Paris Review. And the thread of their conversation that night was humor, the qualities of humor. So someone in the audience stood up and asked Garrison Keillor to tell a favorite joke of his. There was a man sitting on his front porch and the pastor came by and they sat and talked about theology for a little while. And the pastor asked the man if he believed in infant baptism. And the man said, believe in it? Hell, I've seen it done. (laughs) This tape comes to us from the 92nd Street Y. It's a really remarkable cultural institution here in New York City that's been around for more than 140 years. A humorist has to, uh, has to, has to what? What was I about to say? <laughs> I was distracted. If everyone would just be perfectly still, I'm sure I <laughs> so very slowly because I am thinking while I'm talking about what might come next, if anything. I talk so slowly that I couldn't possibly put in details or I would never get to the end. It's all you can do just to get the subject and the verb in. (laughs) And then you sort sort of wind your way around in concentric circles until you get far enough away from the beginning of the story that you can call it the end, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it ends. When did you decide to become a writer, and why? I grew up in a fundamentalist Protestant family that stressed that we were a select people, and so we were to avoid contact with others who did not share our faith. We were isolated. And perhaps growing up in this world, first of all, one has a reverence for the word and for language. God spoke to us through the word. And in our family, this was the King James Bible. It also, I think, gave books, fiction, great power because they were proscribed. We were not to touch them. And my family was shocked when I came home with a volume of Hemingway when I was a boy and I wanted to read it. So there was a price to be paid for being interested in fiction and in writing, Uh, pushing my family away. Books and authors uh, became my family. It's a decision, however, that that continually seems uh, temporary, that you're never quite sure you've made it absolutely. I'm only 52, so I made a sort of a tentative choice that has lasted this long, but I could still fall back on retail sales. (laughs) 
Being considered a, a humorist, are you constantly aware that it's time to come up with something as clever as you've just described, or to be comic in some way? I think that you're only obliged to be a humorist from maybe the age of 18 until you turn 30. Past the age of 30, I don't think there's any obligation to be clever at all. And after that, you, I think, are, are supposed to um, settle down, be a good person, raise your children, and um, be good to your friends, which you may not have been when you were very clever, and, uh, and try to atone for your cleverness. Humor has to uh, surprise us, otherwise it isn't funny. And um, it's a death knell for a writer to be labeled a humorist. Because then, of course, he, it's not a surprise anymore. It's what's expected of him. And when you come to expect humor of people, you will never get it. Looking for it, demanding it, expecting it, what you do is to kill off every joke you ever come across. Humor in writing needs to come in under cover of darkness and be disguised. It has to surprise people. You don't want to get that sort of cutting, cutting, cutting sound in your writing. That boing that gives you away. Humor is not about uh, problems with uh, airline luggage uh, handlers. It's about our lives in America. And it's about the ends of our lives. It's about everything that happens after that and everything that happened uh, before. Garrison Keillor and George Plimpton in conversation back in 1994. We animated this episode as part of our series with PBS Digital Studios. Check it out on our website, blankonblank.org. There you can also listen to the full interview uh, with Garrison Keillor. And of course, he tells a great story about tipping over an outhouse. Uh, Check it out. Again, this tape comes to us from the 92nd Street Y and you can discover hundreds of more engaging conversations like this one at 92ondemand.org. As always, Amy Drozdowska produced this episode with me. And yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook, so look for us. The handle is blank on blank. Before we go, here's one more outtake from the interview. It seems that even an accomplished writer like Garrison Keillor sometimes faces rejection. I'm David Gerlach. Thanks for listening. Well, you, you, you paint this lovely picture of the piece going up and then immediately appearing in the magazine. I was wondering if sometimes they, uh, at the New Yorker they say, well, you know, this is not quite up to snuff, or however they would put it. Well, you see, though, when the New Yorker turned down work, they turned it down in such an elaborately gentlemanly way, making apologies for their own short-sightedness. And <laughs> undoubtedly, it was their fault, but... Somehow, for some reason, this fell short of the remarkably high standard that you, by your own work, have set for yourself. <laughs> they, they had a way of rejecting my work that made me feel sorry for them, somehow. <laughs> <laughs>